What is up? Welcome back to another interview episode of the Liberated Latina podcast. Today, I am super excited to introduce you to Colleen and Gisela, also known as Gigi. (laughs) They are the co-founders of Blossom Up. Blossom Up is a co-working community that was built to simplify entrepreneurship and create more women-owned businesses. Who doesn't love that? Their goal through Blossom Up is to provide resources, education, and networking opportunities for you to grow and upskill your business. So I'm really excited to dive into this interview with them today. And I know that it's going to be just so value-packed, especially if you've been considering going into business as a partnership with a friend or a family member. I feel like this is going to be a really insightful interview for you to listen into. So let's go ahead and play the intro and hop right in. Welcome to the Liberated Latina podcast, where we talk all things mindset, personal growth, spirituality, and business to live our most fulfilled and liberated lifestyles. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, a former burnt-out financial services consultant turned mindset and business coach. I believe that we have a greater calling in life than just clocking in and out of a job and living for the weekends. So if you're ready, grab your cafecito because your liberation starts right now. All right, everybody, I am so excited to have the ladies of Blossom Up here on the podcast. Thank you both for making the time to come on here. This is the first duo that we have on the show, and I'm so excited for them to hear your stories about Blossom Up and to get to know you a little more. Absolutely. We are so excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. Well, I always love to start this off with just hearing about each of you and your experiences and who you are and giving them an opportunity to really hear about the women behind this incredible business. So um, I guess, Gigi, do you want to start us off with a personal intro and then we'll move to you, Colleen? Yeah. So personal intro, my name is Gigi Villarreal. I am a, and I said Villarreal, (laughs) I am a Miami native. Uh, My background is in business. I've kind of leaped around and been in the, you know, business realm, legal realm, and a little bit of education as well, and political realm. So I've kind of just um, uh, been collecting this experience and bringing it to Blossom Up. So I'm excited to be here with you all and just chatting a little bit more about, you know, who we are as a brand. And I'm Colleen Nolan. I am a Northeastern native. And my background is really in marketing, all things digital, social, events. I love connecting people. And that's what I really love bringing to Blossom Up. So all my experiences really go into that connection, building that community, and making sure our members thrive. So I'm very happy to be here sharing our story. Yes, beautiful. I have especially loved just seeing you both work really beautifully together throughout this entire process because as we we were mentioning this a little bit before we started recording and I've definitely heard this too where there's a lot of um there's a lot of worry around going into business with your friends or your families things like that and I would really love if you could jump into a little bit of the backstory of Blossom Up and how this idea really came to be. Um, yeah, I'll go to the backstory of Blossom Up. So the backstory of 
blossom up. It's really a beautiful one because it details the power of women persevering. And many people don't know this, but Miami was actually founded by two female entrepreneurs, um, Julia Tuttle and Mary Brickle. They're known as the mothers of Miami. And Julia had moved down from Ohio to Miami, and she found that it would really never prosper and thrive unless a railroad was built to attract commerce and trade. And she became so determined that she convinced railroad giant Henry Flagler to extend his railroad to Miami. Mind you, he said no several times. He shut her down time and time again. But one winter, uh, all of Florida and the rest of the country experienced a great freeze. Every location except Miami. And she sent him orange blossoms and said, hey, we're still thriving down here. You need to get down here and see what this city is capable of. And that was it. She convinced him. And Miami thrived. Miami prospered. So we really like to think of our members as the modern day Julia's and Mary's of the world, um, pioneering that entrepreneurship and growth. Yeah, we really started Blossom Up because we wanted women to be self-sufficient and self-made. We felt very financially dependent on corporate America, not just financially dependent, but also intellectually dependent on corporate America. And since I am a Miami native and my roots are there, I felt very empowered to help the Latina community. And um, we really acknowledged that this trend was worse among the Latina population. So I really wanted to bring that aspect to Miami. We really wanted women not only to be like to be financially literate, but business literate. We felt that there was a huge gap in this type of literacy amongst women. And we actually found that only 43% of female entrepreneurs feel like they have the skills and knowledge that it takes to really grow their business, which is why our mission is to simplify entrepreneurship and create more women-owned businesses. I love that. And I love the historical tie to the power of women. It's so true. That was honestly our green light. Like we were like, yes, this is meant to happen. We stumbled upon, Gigi actually found that story. We went through several rounds of branding and market research for the brand. And I really struggled because I was like, I'm, I'm Northeastern, I'm New York, I'm New Jersey, I'm PA. How am I going to sell? Like, how am I going to connect with this Latina who I don't know? And that story just, I was like, that's the connection. My whole life I've persevered. I've overcome everything to get to New York city. And that story just inspired me to go. And actually during quarantine, um, I, I quarantined in Miami so I could really study the Latina and what she needed and everything from what she was eating to what she would, her likes, her dislikes. I really felt empowered to get connected to her because of this story. So Yeah, I think Call is a great ally, and that's what makes a great partnership with what we're doing here. And Mm -hmm. it's really worked. Her experience has added a lot of value to our brand and to our business and to our members. Yeah, totally. I love that you mentioned that because the fact that you, Colleen, were so willing to learn and to almost step out of the comfort of your home, your city, and... You know what I'm saying? Like, you were like, yeah, like, let me just go to Miami and like, you know, experience it for myself. And that is, I think, I I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't even realize that. So that makes perfect sense. And I think we've all 
had instances and maybe Gigi, like you've had this experience too. Like I've certainly have where I've been in spaces where I bring up things that are unique to me and my culture and my perspective, and they just can't meet me there. They just don't get it. And they almost don't care to get it. They just want me to get the results so that they can brag about the results that they help me get. It's like, no, 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 just push through it. Just push through. But I love your willingness to, to really like lean into it and, and get a really great understanding of it. It was the beauty of blossom up. Yeah. You know, that yeah. we have truly created a space with women of all different, like, backgrounds and married, um, you know, Colleen's experience with my personal experience. It was definitely um, one of the scariest things I've ever done because I was like, is this community going to accept me for who I am? And, you know, I've, I've definitely struggled with that in the past, but it's been nothing but positive and welcoming and just totally accepting. So it's been, it's been a wonderful, it's been a wonderful experience. And you can now see me out power walking in Kendall. Um, you know, you will, you will catch me and I am there on power walking with all the abuelas and we wave to one another. So I love it. I really, that was me during quarantine. So I love it. <laughs> Imperative question. What's your favorite pastelito? I, it, uh, the, the one with the, um, like the guava, I don't know if I'm- The guava that... and cheese or the guava? Yes, the, the guava, guava and cheese. And cheese Ooh. So, yes. I'm a cheese girl. I'm a cheese girl. Yeah. I'm sorry. I say no to guava. I'm just full on cheese. Yeah, I'm a no to guava too, which is hilarious. People are like, aren't you like supposed to like guava? I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. But yeah, the cheese and lo de coco are like my favorite. All right. Anyways, I'm so curious as to how you both met. Oh God. <laughs> I, I, love this story. This I love, I love this story because it's also a beautiful story. Um, our, the story of our, our, of our friendship is, is beautiful. So, uh, I, one night in New York city, I was in college. So this was many years ago. I was in school at NYU and I had just been through a very bad breakup. And all I wanted to do was sit inside and cry. And my roommate at the time was like, absolutely not. It was a rainy night in New York city. If you know, New York city in the rain, it's not good. <laughs> Um, and I didn't want to go out. And she said, just come, just come. Like, let's go to the bar. She did the roommate thing, Ubered me to the nearest bar. And I ended up sitting down next to Gigi, who had a lot of um, sake available <laughs> and ready. And she listened to my story of, you know, what happened with this, this guy at the time. And she just said, you have so much more to do with your life than be with him. And I thought in that moment, we were best friends ever since. So she really like, I don't think I would have gotten through that without her. I really don't. Um, so I'm very lucky, but that's, it, it was very quintessential, you know, in the West village one night. So it's kind of like this beautiful story of women, of women literally lifting women up. Um, and that's yeah. what makes our friendship beautiful. <laughs> And we definitely infuse that, I think, into our business brand um, because, you know, in this industry, there is a lot of competition and we always come from it from a collaborative point of view of helping one another and really empower each other so that we can propel forward. Um, so it's it's really important part of our business, our friendship. And even though people were like, you should not do business with your friends, because that's obviously what they give you. Um, to be honest, it has been the most rewarding uh, relationship that I've had. 
apart from my fiance, Colleen is like my other fiance, literally. <laughs> like we're married. The work wife. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. definitely approach business in that way. Even when we do come to, you know, disagreements at sometimes, because obviously that's normal. We always come from it from from a perspective of we are trying to do what's best for our business. It's not like um, you know, us against each other. It's more like us together against the problem that we're trying to solve. I was getting chills that. as you guys were describing the story of how you met because it's so <laughs> it's so crazy how it's just we have these moments in our lives that is is so perfectly planned like it's and, and it's the, usually the things that we don't even control but it turns out so perfectly and we meet exactly who we're meant to meet and look at where that night led you guys it's so yeah. amazing it is it's uh it's definitely a story for the book so i just think thank god he thank god he dumped me <laughs> right <laughs> For it sure. always starts with the breakup I feel like the breakups they suck but I feel like every really great story starts with well there was this guy that broke my heart and then the glow up happened yeah, yeah. Gigi, Gigi the was the glow up Gigi was the glow up yeah I thought I was gonna marry this guy and I married Gigi instead and that was so much better Yes. Exactly. So I'm really curious. So how did we, how did we go from that night in the bar to coming up with this idea to go into business together? Like, what was that like? Was it a moment that you guys came together and came up with this idea? Or was it a series of events that you guys kept connecting over? And you're like, you know what, let's, let's, let's do something on this. Yeah, I think it was a series of events. Uh, we both had been in corporate America for a very long time. And like I said, we were both very knowledgeable in our field. But we felt, you know, reliant on it. And um, we felt in a way like uninspired and just, it was just overwhelming. Um, and honestly, we, we wanted that sense of purpose as well. So we kind of looked around and, and we saw like th there was a problem there. And uh, we recognized that it, we weren't the only ones living that problem. So that's really kind of like, <laughs> That's kind of where it all started. And we had, we, we would like have dinners and where we would just discuss like, how can we approach a situation? How could we change this? And um, it really started evolving and turning into like us going out with our friends, but we would end up talking about like this idea, this business, this concept um, until one day we were like, you know what, let's get serious about it. Let's do some market research and see if there is proof of demand there and how we could really approach and um, just solve this. Um, so it, for, I think it kind of went like that. I think Carl can expand a, a little bit more on that. I, yeah, I totally agree. I think for me, my biggest problem being in corporate Manhattan, I wasn't learning and I was stagnating. And if you know what we preach at Blossom Up, it's that stagnation stifles your success, right? And, you know, you should always be trying to upskill and, and blossom up literally. So my, my biggest problem was, you know, I'm at, you know, I I'm in corporate Manhattan and I'm not getting this, this education. Um, I can't imagine what it's like for other demographics. And I'll never forget this. This is another great story. We were sitting, um, at a coffee shop one Sunday. Um, this was in 2019 or early. And, um, I just thought to myself, you know, we, we have to solve this problem. We have to solve this problem. And I actually remember typing into Google how many Latina women 
are CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. And Google returned to me 0%, like big, bold, in gray. And I just, I thought I had broken Google. I thought Google was broken. I turned to Gigi and I was like, I took my computer and I was like, are you seeing this? Like, this can't be right. Like, let me put it in again. And I put it in again and it populated zero again. And that was my aha moment where I was like, this is totally unacceptable. Like this, this is where the need is. Like, this is not okay. Like, and I think that just is what got me so inspired and really lit a fire under, (laughs) under my ass to like get it started because it was totally like, I was just shocked. So I think most people in our industry, when, when they're asked how they went about starting their businesses or why they did it, um, especially with minorities, they often say, you know, I wanted to create a space uh, for people that were, that looked like me, that were like me. And for me, that's not the case at all. The levels of corporate America that I had reached were filled with people like me. There were minorities, there were women, and they were well-educated. For me, starting this, the major thing was making sure that the women that were at that level, the Latinas, the minorities, you know, would really get to the top. And I think, you know, sitting with Colleen, it was like, well, we got to do this. There's like, no way. Who's doing this? You know, we got to take this on. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you because even in consulting, there were, I mean, I, there were definitely a few Latina women that were you know, senior managers, but partners, I don't, I don't think there were. So, and I think to that point, you know, I, I did see a lot of diversity, but I was like, I wish that we could have this type of success, but have it be on our own terms because Mm -hmm. on the way up, you have to sacrifice so many things about yourself. You have to change in a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. Um, You have to sacrifice if you have goals to, to have a family, like you have to sacrifice that. And to me, when I saw that, I was like, I don't want success on these terms. Like, I don't want to climb this ladder because it's not my ladder. <laughs> like I'm sacrificing so much. And for what, for somebody else's bottom line. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. where I was like, Nope, that's it. We're doing it ourselves. Like on our terms, we got to take control of our lives and create something that, you know, is our own legacy and has our name for it. Realistically, you know, corporate America is not, looking out for your best interest. So you have to really take the ropes on that and look for, out for your best interest in the terms that you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and we felt the best way to do that was through education because everyone preaches the financial literacy gap and that's great, but there's you know an intellectual literacy gap that women have that they aren't getting the skills to be able to go out and create their own businesses so they don't have to climb that ladder and be yes women. And, you know, take the path that corporate America wants them to. So that was really important. Yep. Totally. And even culturally, I remember growing up and I was like, no, you have to grow up and you have to get, you go to college and you get a job because that is the ticket to stability and success. So yeah, it's like you get there and you're miserable, but you, you've grown up hearing a completely different story and you don't even know where to start to, to, to look at something different. So I love that you preach that. Like you also need to know how to start a freaking business. <laughs> like you have to have some sort of skill set. You have to have tools in your toolbox to be able to refer to and at least feel supported as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's so beautiful how how we've um how we've seen like this gap and we've been able to to almost like provide our specific 
services and, and view on it and like fill it in very different ways. Cause I think what you all are doing is so amazing. Um, and I would love for you to talk a little bit about the early days of Blossom Up and <laughs> as we all laugh, because like, ah, the early days of a new business. Um, and I would love for you to just to hear your perspectives on those early days and how you navigated that with your, like with your friendship and your partnership. Yeah, the early days I would describe as scrappy. <laughs> they consisted of long hours because obviously we were at our jobs and we would meet after work, you know, winters, anything, et cetera, and work very long hours to make sure that um, we evolved this concept, right? Making sure there was demand. Um, and we did a lot of market research. We did a lot of surveys and real observations of spaces where women interacted, we would go to co-working spaces and just see the interaction in that space and take, you know, what we highlight, what we liked and what we disliked and how we can make it better. We put a lot of emphasis on branding as well, knowing that it was a very crucial thing to long-term success. Um, so Carl, I don't know if you want to expand a little bit on that. Yeah, the early days, I totally agree, were very scrappy. Um, but for me, they they basically, the formula to success there was consistency. So the way that I saw that was I could either keep going to, you know, bottomless brunch on Saturday and, you know, having millions of mimosas, um, or I could commit to something greater and spend my time, you know, meeting a need in a fruitful, productive way. So that's exactly what we did. And these were, you know, it was cold. It was long, uh, but it was yeah. consistent. I mean, if you, you know, near New York City in the winter, it's it's exhausting. Um, you know, we'd come out of corporate Manhattan, we'd work 10-hour days, and then we would meet after work, and we would work religiously on Blossom Up. So I just sat back and said, okay, what are we going to sacrifice? I, I asked you to do that. And I was very, I was scared. I have no problem admitting that. I was like, what if this ruins our friendship? And shout out to Gigi for just having so much confidence in us, because I had had the limiting belief that many men, um, we're like, oh, don't ever go into business with your best friend. It'll ruin you. And I, I couldn't dis disagree with them more. I think the fact that we know each other so well, I can literally tell when she's struggling, when she's upset, you know, I, I have that knowledge and that intuition. So it was, it was wonderful. It was beautiful. Um, those, you know, and that was, that was pre COVID. We've been, we've really been working on it long before COVID hit. So um, it was scrappy, but it was consistent. And it was the key to our success was that sacrifice. Yeah. And I love that she mentioned the sacrifice portion because what people don't tell you is what you are sacrificing when you start a business. And um, I'm going to be honest, like we lost friendships because people were like, oh, you're not coming out this weekend. Like you guys are again going to focus on this little side hustle on this little passion project. And we were like, no, this is our likelihood. This is now our baby and we're going to give it our 120%. So if that means that you can be a supportive friend, then so be it. As, yeah. as, as terrible as that sounds, honestly. No, but you know what? It's, it's so true. And you know, we have very, we have limited hours in a day, right? And we get to choose how we spend that. And we get to choose where our energy goes. And it does get to a point where it's like, I could either, you know, go out and then be hung over the next day and not get anything done. Or I can really, right? Like Colleen's laughing. It's true. It's yeah. like, you, you know, there, there is a certain, there's a certain becoming 
when you start a business and you have to, you have to really embody that CEO before any of the external circumstances are there. So you have to almost put yourself in the position of like, how do the person that runs this business, this really successful business, how does she show up? Is she going out every night? Is she getting, you know, drunk and like being hung over the next day? Or is she really committed to this mission and showing up powerfully, powerfully for her people, even before they come? And that's really a key thing that I, I love that you mentioned is like, a lot of people don't, won't see those early days, the long hours. And that's what takes a lot of people out of the game because they're like, well, I'll wait for the business to blossom pun intended. I'll wait for the business to blossom before I fully commit to it. But it's it's not going to grow if you don't commit. <laughs> you right. have to have that certain um, faith that it will happen. Uh, I agree. <laughs> so I would love, since you you are like the first like, partnership that has been on the show, I, I can almost hear a lot of people saying, you know, I, I have kind of wanted to go into business with my friend, but I'm not sure if this is a relationship that is meant to like be in business or maybe how do I know if this person is going to be a good business partner? Like, I love this person, you know, we're, we're so talented, but how, how can I move into this and how can I navigate conversations um, to make sure that we are a good fit for business? So I would love to hear any insight that you can give to that person that feels a calling to do that, but is still very hesitant and maybe certain like tips that you both have learned if, as you've been navigating, I'm sure a lot of difficult conversations. Yeah. I think a partnership is, like I said before, a marriage, it's dating. You have to date that person. Um, like Carl said, you know, you've got to really know the ins and outs of that person. What bothers them? What, what ticks them? Um, what self uh, limiting beliefs do they have that's going to come into the business? Because you're taking that on, you know, Carl said something that's great. Like you, there's, there's different aspects of business that we were scared about. And luckily we had one another to be able to guide ourselves out of that fear and just be like, no, that's just an insecurity. Let's get past this. And this is how we do it. So that's what I suggest, making sure that um, communication is, is key. You really want to have long conversations about how would this work out? What would be the structure behind it? And then just get to know each other a little bit more. I would also go ahead and suggest to have a, uh, what is this? It, like an exit strategy. In the case that although your friendship is wonderful and it's amazing, that might not necessarily go into a, a, a good partnership realistically so you want to make sure that you talk about even the ugly parts like okay what happens in the case you know worst case scenario how do we get out of this how do we like um get out of this business without ruining our friendship and really just be open about it i agree um i think when when Gigi proposed this idea i had major hesitations so I, I totally understand that person that's like, I, I don't know if I want to do this, you know, with my, my friend. Um, so I, I totally, I relate to that very, very well because I too had those hesitations and I sat down and I thought, what would it look like long-term for me to marry her? You know, this is going to be the person that I'm going to have to deal with, even when I'm super annoyed, even when I don't want her in the room, even when I disagree with her you know, and, you know, she's breathing down my neck. I sat there and I wrote out a list of pros and cons of going into business with Gigi and what it would look like 
for our friendship. So that list and the goals, always, always write your goals down. I wrote down a list of goals that I wanted for our friendship. Okay, where is our friendship going to be in five years? Where is the business going to be in five years? And how can I marry them together? Writing down those goals that I wanted with her and making sure that we were on the same page really calmed my insecurities. And if you're sitting there and you're struggling and you can't come up with that, you basically have your answer. You know, you've got to treat this like you're treating a Bumble date. I'm sorry you do. You know, treat it like you're treating somebody on Bumble. Would you see them again? Would you go out with them again? Would you would you date them long-term? Would you marry them? You know, that's how you have to treat a business partnership. This person is literally, you're going to trust this person with your business finances. Okay, think about that. Meet your reputation, your business reputation, and therefore your personal reputation. Okay, your, your operations. And if you don't have that foundation of trust, you don't have nothing. So you've got to get those goals on paper. You've got to make sure you're aligned. You know, you don't have to see eye to eye on everything. Nobody does in life. Um, but you've just got to make sure that you're on the same page and you want what's best for your friendship and for the business. And compromise. Um, Compromise. Compromise. Yeah. <laughs> Literally a marriage. <laughs> it is a marriage. Be prepared to compromise daily, daily about your child, which is your business, you know? Yeah. No. And I think uh, we do a great job at, you know, we each have an area of expertise that we bring to the table. So when I recognize, look, this is not my forte, you take that on, you can take point on this. Um, and we kind of work with each other like that. And, and, and it, it's good for business, honestly. Like, yes, you have to know when to pick your battles, I think too. And I would say that about anyone, you know, considering this, you have to know what's worth, you know, disagreeing over and what's worth saying, okay, I trust you. This is your area of expertise. Let's move on and compromise, you know, and pick your battles wisely. Dang. So I've been like snapping over here. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Cause it is so true. Like you're in a marriage with a baby, which is a business. And with that, there is going to be a lot of emotional charge. I feel like, cause you both are so invested in it. Um, and I'm curious, you don't have to give details, but have you had like a really intense disagreement over something and if so, or maybe just, you know, a really big disagreement that you both felt really passionate about, and can you give like a general, like how you navigated that actually, like what were the steps that you took to move through that? Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, great compromise. But when you're so emotionally charged, I feel like there's a lot that comes up for people and they, they don't know how to compromise. Like they don't know how to get to the end result. So again, you don't have to give details or anything, but can you give a little bit of insight as to what that process looks like when you both are very passionate about something and you're trying to get to a compromise? I think we're very passionate about every aspect of our business. Um, so it does come up, you know, where we are on different ends. And like I said, like my approach to it is, you know, she's not, her opinion is not against me. It is, you know, us trying to find a solution to our business. We're trying to do what's the best for this baby that we have. So I think the the best advice I could give in those kind of situations is make sure you know the person that you are in business with. I know with calls specifically, like we just need some time to like cool, cool down. So I'm like, hey, 
we need some like you know fresh eyes on this we're not getting anywhere um and um let's come back to it when we feel that we've taken some time to like maybe recharge and just approach the situation differently oftentimes i think that people do try to do that it's like um they try to fit like you know those little like kids play where they try to fit the square and the triangle um <laughs> so don't do that just you know take some time to just breathe a little bit and come back and who knows if you know that person what they were pitching is actually something that you're like actually that's a great idea so i think it's just taking some time to breathe yeah um i agree take that time to breathe and I always have a story. So, um, cause I'm a storyteller. That's what I love. So I, we haven't had to like my, to my recollection, a major disagreement, but what I will say is that, you know, Gigi has literally been there through thick and thin. And, you know, when, after being in Miami over quarantine, when I came back to New York city to see, you know, what it is now, it's very different, obviously. Um, and it was really, really a horrible, challenging time for me. Um, there was a lot that had changed. Uh, you know, my friends had been through a lot, family members, and it was just a totally different, um, totally different place. And I really took it very, it was very difficult. And we were in a live launch and Gigi just said, you know, she saw the state that I was in and she just moved in with me. She literally picked up her stuff and came and slept next to me in the bed because, and I just thought I am, I am so blessed. Like, obviously it's going to, you know, our business, you know, is a priority, but our friendship too. So that's a beautiful story where not that we've had a disagreement, but where there's been struggle, um, for sure. And she just said, Nope, this is, this is not going to happen. And she just picked up and moved in and she's, she was like my backbone and, and my rock through that time. So yeah, there's beauty in that too. Just crying over here. <laughs> that is so beautiful. That's yeah. so beautiful. And I think that yeah. really speaks to that speaks to how well you both know, okay, there's a line where it's business and there's a line where I have to be there for this person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, she never had, she just knew the answer to that. I think very quickly. And you know what, um, you know, without her, I don't really know how I would have gotten through it. And, um, that was for, you know, the health of our friendship and the health of our business. So I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. Yay, I love for better or for worse, for better or for worse, for right? Better or for worse in sickness and in yeah. health. It really is that that's really it really uh hits different, I think. So it's a serious commitment and we take it very seriously. Like and I would just say, you know, if you're thinking about doing this, make sure that you go in with that same um mentality, right? You go into business and once you decide I'm in. I'm in, like, I'm 100% in, this is going to succeed. And you find the resources when obstacles arise, like, I'm going to take this on. So it's the same thing. You know, if there were to be obstacles in our friendship that are, you know, leaking into the business, we have to go ahead and find a way around it and work it and work it out. That's just what it is. It's just a commitment, like everything else. Yeah. And I think because we are, we are friends, we know, okay, this is going on, I can step up you know, this is going on for you. Now it's my turn to step up. And it's not like we're keeping count. We don't, but I think that that's an advantage that as yep. best friends we have, because it's like, we are more empathetic 
towards what's going on. And it's not just work, work, work. You have to show up, you know, this mentality of, you know, no, you do have a personal life. You know, you do experience struggle outside of the business. And there is a time where you need to step back and, you know, come away and do what you need to do for you. So that's the beauty in this partnership. That's the power in our partnership is that empathy. And I think a lot of people don't have this option, right? Because they're, you know, solo entrepreneurs, like a lot of our members, they don't have that support from their families, their friends. They don't have no idea what it's like to start a business. That's why when we started this, we were like, you know what? We need a community. We need a community to be there for us to really understand what it is, you know, that we're going through and to really be empathetic. And uh, we really wanted to infuse our friendship into how do we create this for other people? How do we create this for our members? How are we, you know, there for each other and keep each other accountable? But how could we do that for our, our, our members, our clients? Yeah, I never wanted them to feel, and I know Gigi too, alone in that struggle. Like we wanted to be able to be there for them. And that's the great thing about the community is that you can come and you can share, you know, you know, you're, you're not a robot, you're a human. So having that community aspect coupled with the education is so important. Totally, totally. Well, I want everyone to hear what Blossom Up has coming up next, because at this point, I feel like they know the power behind the business, right? Like they know they now feel so connected to both of you and the power and the heart, like there's so much heart behind this. Um, So I would love for you to share with this community, how they can be a part of your community. Yeah. Jeej, you want to, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, So we honestly see Blossom Up being an entrepreneurial powerhouse for Miami women celebrating their businesses and just growing uh, more women-owned businesses. We are in the process of relaunching our new digital membership shortly, um, sometime in February. So keep a lookout. Um, and we are really have we've really built this uh, to meet the needs of Gen Zs and Millennials uh, to help them stay accountable to them and um, really taking them from the idea moment to monetizing. So that's what's very shortly next call I think you could talk a little bit more about what we have in store coming up yeah I'm super excited for um, the new the new uh, membership it's really really built uh, you know on a foundation of giving the systems and the frameworks to stay accountable productive but really you know if you have a business idea and you're like I think this could be a good idea but I'm not sure coming to us because that's where we were, you know, that's where we were. We've been there. We know that's, that's why I think we're, we're designed and and we can cater to that because we know exactly what that's like for me. I was like, I don't even know if this will work. So um, I can identify and relate to that. So if you think you have an idea and just, you know, coming into our membership, we give you that framework and those systems to build and to scale, uh, which we're very, very excited about. And then we are going drum roll, I know, drum roll, into um, our crowdfunding. So yeah, our crowdfunding campaign. So we actually, we were planning to do that uh, pre-COVID. We were moving into the crowdfunding stage and then COVID happened and we didn't feel that it was the right time to do that in 2020. Um, but we will begin our crowdfunding phase for 
a physical space in Miami for a physical co-working space. Um, and we're very, very, very excited about that. So that's what's next. Yeah. I'll be I'm all up in so that excited. space in Miami. Yeah. You know, I'll be all up in that. <laughs> Girl. Come on down. <laughs> We're honestly so excited for this. It is a huge undertaking, um, but we really wanted to go into this and do it the right way. When you're starting a business, you need the educational portion, obviously, but people kind of don't see the other resources that you need as well. And it's important to have a productive workspace. Look at the work from home and all that scenario that that has brought. And um, it just kind of highlights the importance of a space for women so that they can come together, create that network, uh, feel productive, and feel like they belong, right? Yeah, and um, I think we, we think it's going to be very important, not only for the Latina entrepreneur, uh, you know, the Gen Z and millennial Latina entrepreneur who we serve, but also for the transplant, right? Uh, you know, there have been, I am the New Yorker that has fled to Miami. So I identify a lot with that transplant that's looking for that community and saying, hey, I'm here, you know, um, and, and we're just, we're happy and uh, we cannot wait to serve the transplant entrepreneur as well. So come on, come on down. <laughs> Yes. And I, I totally feel that. I mean, I, I was very lucky that we had an entire like loft space that I was able to move up into. So I have my own space, but yeah, like it's so important to have, to have your workspace where, you know, when you sit there, you can be productive, you can zone in. And that's really the key to work-life balance. Cause if you're not using your work hours efficiently, it's going to bleed into every, every aspect of your life. Um, and like, I think that physical space is going to be amazing because I can just already just from from attending like your networking events, I've had so many incredible collaborations and it's such a beautiful thing to see, you know, women come together and support each other and, you know, blossom up together. So I, I know I'm so cheesy. I hate it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That makes me so happy. That's exactly what we, uh, what we love. (laughs) All right, ladies. Well, give them a little bit of info where they can keep up with you, where they can connect with you. Um, and of course, I'll leave everything, all the other links in the show notes and description, but just give a little shout out to your IG handles and stuff. <laughs> yes. So uh, please feel free to slide into our DMs at any day of the week. We are we are there. Uh, our IG, you can find us at, at we are blossom up. And uh, yeah, shoot us a message. Uh, we're there for you. And Gigi, you want to talk to a little bit about club, what we've been doing on Clubhouse? Oh, yes. Clubhouse is super exciting. You can find us hosting weekly chats. Uh, we take a Q&A for small business owners on Sundays at 4 p.m. And then we're also there talking all things branding and boozy, which is a um, happy hour <laughs> talk, uh, which takes place Thursday at 7.30. You guys can catch us there as well. Yeah. Yep. Even in COVID, I'm still, um, I'm still at happy hour. So uh, yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> I literally have wine chat Wednesdays in my group. So I'm like, listen, if I'm going to do a live at 6 p.m., you better, you bet your ass I'm going to have a glass of wine. Oh my gosh. I love it. Such I love vibe. it. Yep. Thank you ladies so much. This was a blast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed having yes. you both here. Um, and I cannot wait for everybody to check out Blossom Up. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Daisy. Thank you, Daisy. 
How incredible are those two ladies? Thank you so much for joining us here today and for listening in to this incredible interview. Please be sure to check out the links in the description and the show notes, which is found on my website, so that you can stay up to date with Blossom Up, be part of the community, and follow them on Instagram, sign up for their freebies, all the things. So... It was such a pleasure to have you back here and I will catch you in the next episode. Hey amiga, real quick. Did you find value in today's episode? If you did, take a screenshot right now, share it on your Instagram story with your biggest takeaways and be sure to tag me at The Liberated Latina. This allows me to see what you were most enjoying about the show and it grows a community of liberated hermanas. Thank you so much for hanging out today. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I'll catch you in the next one. Besitos.